Hey, it's Sheila Renee, and this is No Worries Before 30s. I'm your host, and this podcast is about accomplishing certain things that I want to do before I turn 30, but without like stressing and worrying and pulling out my three gray hairs that I already have. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about dieting before 30, how to look like a snack, but not eat them. (laughs) Like for real, this is so hard for me and it's probably a hard topic for everybody. But this week I have two of my very close best friends, Maya and Anna with me. We've been kicking it since college. Um, which is basically the sandbox as young adults, I feel like. We turned that chapter together over at UNC. So tune in to hear like about our dieting habits, how they've changed over time from our early 20s to now, and listen to see if there's anybody to blame for these failed diets. I mean, it always feels good to point the excuse finger to somebody else. Is it a family member, picky friends, whoever it may be? So without further ado, welcome Maya and Anna. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. So Anna, go ahead and kick us off. Hello. Um, Once again, this is attorney Anastasia Mebin, a.k.a. Lawyer Babe, a.k.a. Full Snack, also maybe Thanksgiving meal. (laughs) (laughs) aka boss babe um hello all right thanksgiving bay got it (laughs) welcome maya (laughs) do you want to introduce yourself hi i'm maya um you know i don't really have any nicknames but you know i be ghost Uh, we know you have a nickname bro (laughs) Thinking of one too. Like, I don't know if we're gonna share. Oh, you but, got a nickname. Yeah, you definitely have some. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Judy. I'll take that one. That's <laughs> and, um, it's cool. You better know. That's cool, Yana. You better know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Judy, it is in reference to Big Booty Judy, aka <laughs> Booty Booty. <laughs> This is going to be fun. I'm so happy that you guys are here to like reminisce mainly over good times. What used to be a good time with my much younger and thinner body. So um, (laughs) let's just dive right. What was dieting like in your early 20s, like back to college days? Was that a thing? I'm seeing you shake your head. No, Anna. So like, what what was it? It was cheap food and also I didn't eat um as frequently I maybe ate like one meal a day because in college you were so busy running around the calf was at weird hours so I might have made it to lunch but that was pretty much it and other than that it was ramen noodles stupid Wendy's that was a mistake <laughs> they made putting that Wendy's at the bottom of the student union um terrible food um but also like I didn't eat frequently so I don't know um, no diet at all. It was whatever pennies I can afford. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I didn't think about dieting or not, like not eating food. Like maybe exercise. Like I was really going to the gym. Maybe you know we can exercise. But I was never thinking about what I ate. It was always like Anna said, it was broke. So it was either calf or whatever I could afford. I, 
you know, eating healthy is expensive sometimes. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that because it does cost <laughs> coins to, to eat right. And my experience is pretty much the same as you guys. Like, I don't remember actively dieting. And I do think we kind of all focused on exercise, even if it was like, let's go to the gym right at 11 p.m. before it closed. We may pull one of those before <laughs> we're like, let's eat a salad. And even going back to the calf, like the food wasn't always great. And I remember when there were limited options, I'm like, all right, let me go to the pizza bar and eat that with some ranch (laughs) and call it a day. Like, I don't know. I didn't think about it a lot. I know that we had a lot of cookout runs, our little core group. And so I'd be hopping in the car trying to get a chance to go off campus with the cool people and just like, (laughs) with no worries literally i just didn't have any thoughts about it um but fast forward to now things started the thoughts about it caught up (laughs) they caught up (laughs) 30 pounds later maybe more or less who's counting you know things kind of changed i started thinking about dieting and i've not like gone all the way through but i felt like i've put my hand in the pockets of multiple diets or at least research them to see like mm-hmm. what will work for me. So are there any diets that you guys have tried? Which ones? Them. Like just list. Like- <laughs> At one point we all thought we were going to do nothing but drink juices. Right. That lasted yeah. a smooth four days. The, the whole pescatarian thing. Just eating fish, trying to cut out red meats and pork and all of that at the same time. A lot of the crash diets, I remember specifically when I first moved out to Columbia, me and some of the girls that I was working with tried this thing called the cabbage soup diet. Literally, like you can have anything. It was like you could always have cabbage soup no matter what time of the day it is, whenever it was. But like day one, you could only have fruits. Day two, only vegetables. It was like real crazy. And you were like. Supposedly, it was like seven to 10 pounds in a week. Just crash stuff like that that never really worked out. But it sounds good. Yeah. Like in yeah. my mind, I was yeah. like, yes, eat whatever, however much cabbage. But in the back, um, I'm like, no, not, I'm sick of this cabbage by the two, <laughs> by day two. <laughs> so I've tried the no carb diet, um, like no carbs, no sugar. The carbs part was easy, the no sugar part was. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, <laughs> or I just have a really bad sugar addiction, which is more than like yeah. Steak. So you called it the no carbs diet, but I feel like a lot of people now are calling it keto. And before then, oh, you know, you and I both tried that paleo diet. Have <laughs> you heard that? Yeah, yeah, we what? did. Was... I feel like the paleo diet wasn't bad. I mean, it was a lot of restrictions, but once you worked within the core ingredient list, oh, it that wasn't was that bad. Making cauliflower pizza you had... and stuff. Pretty much. Yes, but you did something you had to think about, and it it just took so much preparation. Yes. The like only you... thing that's like been consistent at work for me is intermittent fasting. Um, that's the only thing that's been consistent. You know, it's like it's like easy because you can give yourself some leeway, or you can push yourself harder. You know, and it's not just one one specific dynamic. Like you can't eat this, you can't eat that. It's just like mm-hmm. your time and how you use it and, you know, how long you can, cannot eat pretty much. Yeah. So tell the people like what Um, is intermittent fasting? What does it mean to you? How do you use it? 
Okay, so intermittent fasting mostly is um, you have a constricted time in the day to when you can eat. So um, a lot of times your body goes into ketosis and that's when it's in its fat burning state, like 12 to 13 hours after you've eaten. So it, the, it's supposed to be like it, the longer you fast, the more fat your body will burn uh, and everything. So you're starting off, I'll probably do like 16 and eight. So try to fast for 16 hours, open up my window for eight hours. And fasting means like no food at all. You can only drink water and you can have coffee, but it has to be black. You can't add any sugar to it. It can't be like flavored coffee. And I don't really drink coffee unless I'm fasting, to be honest, because I don't even like it, but it's something other than water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it just, it just really helps, um, especially with your discipline, because I might do a 14-hour day, and then I'll go to an 18-hour day. I might do 24 hours one day during the week or 36 hours one day during the week and then come back maybe do a 12 hour, but it's really about this. Oh my God. Did you think I lost you at 24? What? (laughs) It's it's about like positioning the time, right? So say I'm out to do a 24. So I know I'm going to be busy one night. So I eat lunch and I finish with lunch at one o'clock. I don't eat dinner. I usually don't eat breakfast anyway. So maybe the next time I eat is at lunch one o'clock. And it doesn't seem that bad to me because half the time I'm sleeping. Um, you know, if I find something to do that night or maybe sometimes I just go to sleep early <laughs> or whatever, um, you know, I'm normally used to not eating breakfast in the morning. So going to lunch is easier. So that's how I try to sneak my 24 hour day in there by just like skipping a dinner. But I mean, I always skip breakfast. Um, even if I eat dinner, I try to cut off by at least seven o'clock at night. Whatever, maybe on the weekends, I'll push it to eight. But and then the next day, so I will eat in the morning. And what I do is I have my coworkers help me out with that. Like I'm in the office with three other people, so they know what I'm doing. Like don't let me eat this, don't let me do this, and they won't. Um, you know, so it just depends on when I want to open up my window. Maybe one o'clock or two o'clock, but it just really helps to have that support there. Accountability buddies are key, man. Mm-hmm. To you got to have somebody who's going to keep you in check because it's. It's not easy, but wow. Yeah, girl. You said something that stuck out to me. So my mom, she doesn't diet, but she does. She says things that you were mentioning. And when you said you stop eating at 7 p.m., that sounds like something my mom would say. But she'll be like, stop eating at 5. But I'm like, girl, I get off work at 5. What am I supposed to do after? Somebody got to cook the dinner. It's going to lead me all the way up until 7. So it's like hearing stuff like that, it really makes me giggle. And I'm like, how could I do intermittent fasting? Like the only way that I can see it working is if I did 12 to 8, like 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Because I like to sleep Mm -hmm. in. And then like 8 p.m. would give me enough time to make dinner after work and do whatever else I got to do, eat a small snack. But I'm like, would that defeat the purpose if you eat another snack or three meals? Is the purpose of intermittent fasting to literally skip a meal so you're like not eating two meals? Or could you eat five meals or seven meals or however many meals you want in that time period? Like, how does that part work? I think the I think you're not supposed to obviously binge eat because that will defeat the purpose. But I think like what Maya said, the purpose is to space out your last meal of the previous day and your first meal the next day within enough with enough time to get your body to get into that ketosis right. state. So I don't like you could have three small meals and that's fine. I don't think the purpose is to skip a meal if you can fit in the three small meals. But I think it's just 
to have that 15, 16 hour window so that your body can get into ketosis before you eat breakfast again the next day or whatever the first meal of the yeah. day. And is. of course you always want to be conscious about what you eat. Um, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like before Thanksgiving, I'm, my parents and my sister and all of them, I'm pretty sure they did about probably like a 24 hour fast or something like that before they ate. They knew, That's you know, what I did I'm, too. I'm about to tell them Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> you just about to eat. I, did, I didn't do a 24. I didn't fast for 24 hours, but I think actually, yeah, yeah, never mind. Um, because I stopped eating what time? Stopped eating maybe like one or two the day before, um, and then didn't eat again until Thanksgiving time. So five um, on Thanksgiving. But to your point, Maya, I feel like my diet now um, isn't specifically one, but rather like elements of a bunch of diets. So I do the intermittent fasting. Um, I try not to do the, any more than 15 to 16 hours um, only because I also like to, I'm trying to like incorporate working out every day and I, I have to eat after I work out. Otherwise I have no energy. I am drained for work, but it's also helped me get my sleep pattern together because I know that I'm not trying to eat after a certain time. I try not to eat after honestly five o'clock. Um, and so I know for a fact, if I'm up until one, two o'clock, then I'm going to be hungry and I'm going to want to eat. So I try to go to bed earlier and try to get into bed by like 10. Um, so then I'm not like sitting there starving. So like it, it also helps my sleep pattern and lack of sleep is another reason why people have a hard time getting off weight, um, sleep, lack of sleep and stress. But so, yeah, I do the intermittent fasting. I do the pescatarian thing. I try to limit um, the carbs and the sugars. Um, and I don't eat a lot of dairy at all. Um, but is that a and diet I don't eat a lot of bread or a preference thing? So that's, well, no, well, I love, um, like ice cream <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a diet thing. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a diet. It's more of like a lifestyle change. I don't ever plan on going back to eating chicken, pork or beef. Um, in fact, I'm trying to work my way into veganism, but I got more research to do about that. And also it's a prep and money mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I look at it more as a lifestyle change because when I was doing those diets, whether it be the paleo or the juicing, they weren't sustainable. Um, so I'm trying to like make lifestyle changes that I can actually live with. Um Cutting out all sugars and carbs to me is just not sustainable. It's not a realistic mm-hmm. expectation for me. I'll try to go weeks where I'm like, okay, this is a no bread, no sugar week, so I can have some balance. And then I try to limit it if I am eating. Like if I eat bread on Monday, then I'm not going to eat bread on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Or if I have something sweet on Tuesday, then that's just like my sweet for the week, and that's it. Um, so I, I think it should be more about balance. And I think that's one thing I've really learned is the crash diets, the super restrictive diets don't work for me. I need something with a little bit more balance. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, um, I don't know. With, with me, I just, it's hard to stay on those things. It's just like, I don't know, people telling you what to do sometimes. You know how like, you just, I, I want to follow my own way. Just like Anna said, I want to take this out of here because this worked for me. I want to take this out of here because I like this and this was a little healthier. And you got to come by. Like it's just like your podcast is about getting older. Like we were, it was easy to try those little fast, quick little diets. Eat right here. I'm gonna run 45 minutes a day, two times a day. <laughs> and 
That was your idea, Maya. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe there is science. I believe there's a science behind running for 10 minutes that should eliminate Chick-fil-A sandwich plus fries and a large drink. Hold me on that. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and by running, I mean a quick walk, a brisk walk, because that's all I really be doing. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. We're, we're kidding. But in all seriousness, like, I feel like I have low-key tried a couple of things. There's some things I haven't tried. Like, on Instagram, there's those yummy tea things. Like, I never really bought that, because in my mind, I was yeah, I'm like... I'm not tr- doing the flat tummy teas. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to be on the toilet all True. day. Come on. It's just like, I don't know. I don't be interested in things. I feel like I can make it myself or something. Yeah, I don't <laughs> believe it. But if it's real and y'all out there, send me some to try and I'll try it. I think my mom tried it. She had like a big bad, bag of this tea stuff. I think it was called ISO tea or something like yeah, that. I've heard of the ISO tea. It really worked. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like all the other stuff. You just got you got to stick to it. If you're gonna cleanse your body, you got to cleanse it with something good like that. You know, it's good to do a cleanse every once in a while, and those teas are good for that. But like, acting like you're about to just drink ISO tea for the rest of your life, and that's it. You know, nah. But, like, I think for me, the issue is like. I'm trying to get to a space where I'm treating my body like I want it to live for the next 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like that's why pescatarianism has worked so well because I like to cook. I like to make a lot of things from scratch. So the primary base of my diet is is vegetables. And I like, and to me that feels like more natural. I need to be able to pick out the elements and I be able to identify the elements in my food. I don't know what the heck is in those teas. I don't know what the heck is in those pills. And I would just rather not. So for me, like when I do a cleanse, it's mostly the natural cleanses. So like the detox, the water, lemon, ginger, the water and cucumber, the water and pineapple, or just like herbal (laughs) teas and stuff. I try to stay away from those like manufactured cleanses only because I don't Mm -hmm. know what's in it. Maybe if I research a little bit better, but I don't know. I like to be able to identify the elements that I'm putting in my body. Yeah, it's always some chemical or something. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say you mentioned pescatarianism. So, yeah, why don't you tell us what that is? There's some jokes that it's a new religion, and we know that that's not what it is. <laughs> no, it's so, not Presbyterianism. So, like, tell us how did you hear about <laughs> it? Episcopalian. Yeah, tell us how you heard about it um, and what I... made you want to go that route. Honestly, this is going to sound really dumb, but I listened to um, the Dormtainment podcast, the tr- Comedy Trap House, and those guys have been on their health game ever since they moved out to California, and you know, that's where I'm trying to be at, so I'm like, let me go ahead and get my Cali body together, <laughs> and so they talked about it really in depth on their podcast, and kind of the ups and downs, and by that time I was considering it, I had already cut out pork. And honestly, really didn't eat beef that much anyway. So it was just the chicken. That was the hang up. And so like they talked about their struggles. They talked about some of them did more of a transition. Like they ate less of these things and then had like a hard cutoff date. Some of them went cold turkey. So just listening to other people's experiences really helped me. Um, And then also their success stories, like them having more energy because they're business people. I am an entrepreneur and sometimes you've got to be like on the go all the time um, and be responsive. So it 
they were talking about how much energy it gave them and how much more sluggish they were feeling when they were eating the other stuff. And then they were also talking about the transition just to eating cleaner in general and how that's affected their bodies. And just like not necessarily losing weight because that obviously happened, but also how they felt in general, like their general wellness. Um, and I saw some positive changes in them and how they were still able to be productive. And that's honestly one of my biggest thing, like with some of those elimination fad diets, I felt sick mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's probably natural withdrawals. Like when you, like people need to realize food is an addiction and there are certain elements that they put in the food, like sugar is in literally everything, even the meat you eat, everything. And so like you go through that kind of addiction withdrawal stuff. Um, but honestly, some of the diets like were just starvation and I didn't feel like I was able to be productive and that mm-hmm. really didn't work. So listening to them helped. Um, and then kind of figuring out and doing it my own way. Um, I started off eating a lot of fish just because it's like, yeah, now I'm going to replace all my meats with fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I transitioned to like, okay, well, I don't need to eat meat every day. And then it also came from some research, like, why did humans start eating this way in general? Um, we had a different type of lifestyle before the advent of technology. And now most of us live more of a sedentary lifestyle. So um, our diets kind of need to change. Like you don't need to eat X amount of carbs because you're not using that energy. You don't need to eat. You don't have to have X amount of protein. And also meat is not the only source of protein that you can get. So just like more education. Mm-hmm. Is how that happened. Yeah. And then, yeah, so now it's primarily veggies, throw in some fish once or twice a week. And yeah, I, I Good. love it. Yeah. One thing that you guys may know, but my listeners may not, is that I actually live with a pescatarian, <laughs> my fiance, Shay. And boy, that's rough. <laughs> no shade if you're listening um, on there. But it is difficult when people, when you live in a household and people don't eat the same exact things as you. And it's even more yeah. difficult when you are the said person cooker. You know, like it, I feel like if you want to have these restrictions, those people <laughs> need to be the cookers of said restrictions. I agree. I, agree. I agree. For me, I don't, I mean, I don't eat a slew of oxtails and like beef stew. I never make stuff like that anyways. <laughs> but there are times that I just want to eat hamburger meat, you know, ground <laughs> beef. And I, I eat the veggie meat because I'm like, all right, whatever. I can give and take. But I, it doesn't mean that I don't miss it. Most of the time, what I end up doing is when I'm out with my friends, I'm like, all right, let me get this hamburger now since I want to eat that. <laughs> Like, I I just basically eat that kind of stuff when I'm out. So do you feel like you can't eat that stuff around him? Like, he'll feel some type of way? No, I just, I don't, I really don't for financial reasons. Like, it would just be so much to buy all the meat plus his veggie meat plus the two meals. It just became like a finance and a time thing. But no, it's not like a thing that he struggles with. Like he can't smell it. I bring Chick-fil-A in like I'm crunch, crunch, crunch is the best sandwich and he'd be all right. He'd just be chilling. So 
<laughs> so it's not that, but yeah, it can be rough, you know, living with somebody who doesn't have the same exact philosophy of diets yeah. um, with you. But I mean, we live and we manage and we learn. I don't think I'll ever be full out vegetarian, but I feel like it has stopped me from eating so much meat, mainly because I'm just mm-hmm. lazy and I don't want to cook mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, uh-uh, we just hey, done. That's good. But can we talk about the struggle of being on a diet or being on a different health plan than the people that you live with? Oh my gosh. It is like they be, my family comes in here with all different manners of chips, cookies, candy, (laughs) fried chicken, roast beef. And let me tell you, when my mother makes her roast beef that's been sitting in that crock pot all day, it smells (laughs) crazy. I have to leave the house because I'm like, oh, (laughs) and now it's like, I can't even, I'm, I'm sitting at work thinking, Man, that roast beef smells so good. <laughs> and so it just like consumes you, but it also teaches you some very good discipline skills. And I think those are life skills, right? Because all the time people are going to be around you doing something else. Not everybody's going to be on the same path. So like living in a house full of people who are on a different eating plan than you teaches you some real teach you to say no to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been good. But like you said, Sheila, it's been a struggle. But I don't expect people to cook for me. I cook for myself. <laughs> but then it also gets kind of awkward. It does. It gets awkward when I make my own Let meals. Let me taste they're like, it. Oh, why aren't you? Yes. Or why aren't? Or like, why are you eating this and not eating the stuff that we eat? Or let me tell you, I'll buy my groceries because I know I'm on a restrictive diet, so I don't expect my family to buy, you know, buy stuff. But then these people will eat my food. <laughs> And then eat their food. And then it's like, you guys have all of the options. I'm the one with the limited options. Now you're even, that. that's my biggest pet peeve. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's Shay's biggest pet peeve too. Like, especially at work, if they order pizza for like everybody, they'll order cheese pizza for the vegetarians. And these regular people be like, I just like cheese. And they'll be eating up that pizza. And they'll be exactly. like, no. you be looking at them like, eat Dang. the pepperoni. Eat Greedy. the other stuff. This is for people who can't. So like, I feel y'all with that regards. And I would never just... <laughs> Just go for just the cheese slice. I don't think. Like in yeah. my mind, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would get pepperoni. I would. Yeah, I would, I'd be good with the meat. So. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of like bad decisions and bad foods, are there any unofficial diets like just stuff that you made up from thin air, or even some people call them food rules that you've made up over time? Like I can share some of mine. Earlier back in the day, I used to be like on a a bread diet. Like, okay, I need to, back to what Aaron was saying, like I need to limit how much bread I'm taking in because I really hate bread. So at like dinner or something, if we're at a restaurant, I try to tell myself I could only have two rolls. It was the two roll deal for me. And if I ate more, then that's like against my diet. It's nothing in an official book that says that, but I feel like in the book of Sheila, chapter three, (laughs) verse nine, (laughs) thou shalt only eat two rolls unless it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. have y'all made up anything in your mind and said, this is a rule and this is law? That's crazy. I would say yes. 
Um, I well with the bread thing, I try to limit myself to see. Two I'm not bread crazy. Day, that's so that's that's one sandwich or two rolls for dinner, either or can't do both. And then, like I said, with the sweets thing, I try to limit my sweet intake to like once or twice a week. That's been the biggest huh? struggle. But I try to eliminate it once or twice a week. I don't know what the science is other than just reducing sugar. Um, what else? Oh, I try to drink only water during the day, water and coffee. I try to stay away from juices and soda. What else? I didn't know just adding like herbs and roots and stuff that are good for your body. Like I'm anemic, so I try to eat a lot of kale and spinach. Um, I know ginger is good for your digestive system. Turmeric is good for your um, lower intestines. Um, you know, one thing that you didn't well, add that I think that yeah. you do is you eat a lot more spicy food over like cheese stuff. Oh, I love. And they spicy say that that's food. supposed to be helpful. Like me, for to me, your metabolism. I'll, like, yeah. add a pack of cheese on everything that makes things delicious. <laughs> well, I don't even eat cheese. I just I hate oh, cheese in general, well. so that helps me. I hate cheese. <laughs> But yeah, spicy foods helps your metabolism, and I love me some spicy food. <laughs> I'm okay on spicy food. I don't want it to be too spicy that I don't have to add a gallon of ranch to it. So. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, that's me. Let me tell you. Make it too, that's gonna make it worse. So I'm just like, just give me the regular, so I ain't gotta be here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mostly try to drink water too. I try to do like the gallon of water. I probably have four water bottles at work, about three here. I just keep, you know, we always buy the packs of water. Me and my roommate usually have a good amount of water bottles here. So I'd be taking two or three to work at a time. Um, water is the big thing for me. And then um, to be honest, it's like digestive health for me. So I, a lot of time I, I, digestive and, you know, feminine health, I, I guess, if you will. But I drink, you know, I eat, I'll make it a habit to drink cranberry juice and to eat plain yogurt, plain yogurt because it fights the bad bacteria. Um, you know, in your system just to make sure it cleans it out. I have to do that personally just because of my health, you know, or whatever. But it helps me out a lot just to stay flushed and, and stay good, especially with the, the and the water added on to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned a gallon of water. Who came up with that rule? Because I feel like about three years ago, every Walmart was selling literally a gallon size <laughs> thing of water. People were just carrying it Listen, with them to work and know. whatever. Like, who came up with that? It's what it's supposed to be like. Half I don't know if there's something. a specific amount. I, I mean, they said that, and I was like, if oh. I'm drinking half my body weight, Lord, I'm out of drown this <laughs> Water helps everything. Yeah. It helps you lose weight. It helps you flush out your system. It also helps your skin. So, like, I don't know who came up with the gallon of water thing, but I rolled with it. I was like, listen. And then also, it is almost like an appetite suppressant because if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, like, you're going to be a little bit full. The downside, yes. you have to pee all the time, but I mean, and that's it so is what it is. annoying. I hate having to like get up and go to the bathroom, especially if we were yeah. at work. Like that would be the worst for me. I am not trying to get up and go to a public restroom a thousand times. Yeah, it really sucks, especially where I work because I ain't got no choice. I got to go to the bathroom now. Yeah, no, so it sucks, mm -hmm. but hey. Mm -mm. So, have you guys ever dieted for like a special occasion? Have you done that? 
Actually, that was my answer. <laughs> Choose your own. <laughs> so for those well, my that don't know, I'm supposed to be getting married next year. And literally all my friends and myself included, we were like, time to diet. Oh. <laughs> it's time. It's go time. So like, we gotta figure I this out. pressure, I try not to, but low key, I better lose I want to put the number out there because then y'all may check me by next year. But it's going to be a good amount. In my mind, it's like this must happen. And I never, ever try to like put a diet on a special occasion. Like, I don't know, for our college reunion last year, the five-year thing, I didn't have a set goal. Like I must be a snack for the five-year reunion. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't even go. Right, true, 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 true. But like, I, I didn't say that in my mind. But I don't know why I feel so strongly now. Like, all right, there is a is deadline. Show it's going to be the because it's your wedding. Exactly. And you're thinking about all the picture angles. You got to look good from this side, this side. Well, this actually, side. my mind is elevated. If I get a good enough photographer, they can just edit me to what I'm trying to look like. Hello, somebody. Just carve out the wrinkles and like a little arm fat and we're good to go. So, you know, I think I did. Um I was, saying, I was saying, I feel like um, dieting for my sister's wedding. My sister just recently got married in October. Mm. It was kind of, it was a, it was a stretch because it was quick. Like she got engaged in March and, and married in October. <laughs> yeah, was like what? So <laughs> we, I mean, it was fun. It was like really good for like a bonding experience for our family. We have a family group message that so we will. My dad would put inspirational messages in there. Like, all right, I'm doing 20 hours a day. Who with me? Like, okay, I did 21. We would check in you know, with each other, like, the, the wedding is literally tomorrow, we would say that, like, every day until the wedding was, like, actually the next day, and so it was just kind of a good motivation to kind of get you started, and it's got me, like, not to let up, like, I could even tell afterwards I had gained a little bit of weight back, and I was like, oh, no, we got shoes next year, and get ready, you know, I don't think it's ideal to just use those, but it's okay to use it as a jumping off point, and to make sure you don't stop after that. Now that's the that's the hard part. I feel like we had a a networking event in college, like a cocktail party, Sheila. You and I did insanity for like a whole month before oh, this yeah. cocktail party, so we could get in them daggone dresses. <laughs> so there was that. Um, I don't know. I probably didn't diet, but I know that insanity yeah. workout was crazy. Um, before my, I had a pretty big twenty first birthday, and I remember eating minimally before <laughs> that um 21st birthday party but other but yeah i mean i, I where that failed was what maya said was right after it i was like well <laughs> yeah. back to the normal <laughs> exactly. even me and me shoot me sheila me and you i probably lost the most weight that summer me and you room together when we was at summer school <laughs> we was at every doggone day we had nothing else to do we was older that summer yes Yes. Yeah, that was so much weight coming in the uh, sophomore year. It was snack like, time. Um, those, <laughs> you just have those like bursts of energy. And as you get older, it's just like Anastasia turning into a lifestyle instead of just little spurts here and there. Because you're going to keep gaining that weight back and losing it and gaining it back mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what's easy. Gaining weight is super freaking easy. I looked at my college pictures and I'm like, now how did we get from here <laughs> to here? And it's just like that mindlessness, you know, 
not being cognizant of what you're eating, not exercising consistently. And I think as you get closer to 30, you're just like, okay, well, one, I don't have the metabolism to just not be thinking. And number two, you start realizing how quickly things can slide out of control. control. Like it starts with a... starts with the cheat day then it's like oh i didn't work out this week then it's i haven't been to a gym in a year (laughs) type of situation so yeah i think coming into like close to 30 now i'm like okay now this has to be intentional and it's got to be like everything else like your career path you're intentional with it you're planning you're figuring out what relationships you need to make like your finances you're intentional so i think just with anything your personal health and your body is now in my mind now absolutely absolutely. it it goes with like you like you said we're getting older you know, we've learned, we've gone through stuff because we now live life after college because college is not real life. And um, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you really thinking like, I got to get myself together. You know, we're older. We're going to hopefully get married. Sheila sooner than the rest of us. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to want to have kids and we're going to want to be healthy. You know, I was talking to my sister about that too. Mm-hmm. We're getting older and that's okay. I'd rather be older and have kids than, you know, not, you know, have kids when I'm not ready. But at the same time, I know I'm getting older and I need to take care of my body because I want to be able to run with my kids at football practice. We, I'm going to be hitting them balls, you know, when, when they playing softball like my dad was with us and stuff like that. Even though we're getting older, we just have to be cognizant of like, you know, our bodies and being healthy for that pregnancy and things like that. As you know, when you get older, your body changes yeah. and it's just, just some things that you can't help. So the things that we can help. We can help. I didn't know. I didn't know getting pregnant was so hard these days. And now I'm just like, yeah, I need to put myself in a position where I'm not adding obstacles to, you know, my goal. Yeah. I, I'm so selfish. Like when I think about getting pregnant, I'm like, eh, that's another 20, 30 pounds. Ain't nobody trying to do that. So in order for me to get pregnant, I would first have to lose the minus the 20, 30 pounds to feel comfortable to get it all the way back with having said baby. So that is welcome to 30 which I probably will not even be having a baby. But I, I saw like people like Tiana Taylor and other people who work out consistently are able to snatch back quickly after having kids because some of that is muscle memory and also discipline. Like you already had the discipline before you were pregnant. And so that's what I'm trying to build now. I'm like, let me build the mm-hmm. best, best habits now. Um, and then also I think that contributes to raising your family. Like my family, when I was growing up, my parents, you know, grew up in the South. And so they raised us with, you know, the value, with the information that they knew. Um, and then they were also broke. So the cheapest foods are the most unhealthy foods. <laughs> and so like, that's what I'm trying to get myself together now so that by the time I have kids, my kids won't even know what real sugar <laughs> is. My kids won't even know what a real okay. hamburger is. Trust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're not stopping at McDonald's. We're not yeah, we're not stop. They, they're not going to have a taste for Bojangles because they're not going to have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just trying to build the habits now so that when I do have a family, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, second. Yeah, like I want my kids to be like, like Mom, can I have another pack of Stevia? Like the good stuff. <laughs> or I went to a birthday party. Right. They, they're going to be like, I went to a birthday party. They had this weird thing called a cupcake. Am I allowed to eat this? Like, you know? No, 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 you're not allowed to eat that. <laughs> Cause you at the party, take the icing off, and you can have it. You gonna be? I'm gonna be the parent that has the list. <laughs> right, they're allergic. So, 
And they're going to have a like, vegetable you know over there for your exactly. child. You know what? I'm just going to bring a set of vegan cupcakes for my children. Correct. <laughs> um, so, like, what else is hard? What really hinders you guys from dieting as you get older like we know naturally y'all started talking about your biological clock and maybe having kids we also know about metabolism but like what else affects your decision as you think about your health i feel like a lot of your mental state affects your you know your decision because i mean we're all you know we're all human we're all grown you know i suffered you know, from some type of depression from here to, you know, just growing in life in general, um, you know, you can really get beside yourself and, and get in a state, but you have to, I guess getting older, you got to realize, look, I'm going to have to take care of myself. Like nobody else is going to do this with me. It's like that awkward pushover between like your parents taking care of you and you having to really figure out like, shoot, I got to do these taxes myself. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, go exercise myself. I'm going to have to cook myself. I'm going to have to not take the easy way out and eat out all the time. You know what I'm saying? Take some responsibility, you know, for yourself. And it's just hard, you know, navigating life and trying to figure out like what type of woman you're going to be. We already know it's hard enough for women and black women at that we're trying to achieve so much and we have so much weight on our shoulders just like even Sheila was saying they were talking about the religion um you know and like growing up in that way having just all that weight on your shoulders sometimes it affects you you know what I'm saying but we had to learn that is what's going to make us feel better you know doing this is what's going to make me feel better want to you know follow my ambitions instead of just sitting around moping because I had McDonald's and you know, all of this Burger King is weighing me down, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just a mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's been the hardest thing for me being here in Columbia by myself a lot of the times. Um, it's just a change of mind and, and, and making sure that you trying to keep your spiritual life right too with God and that all has everything to do with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think mental is key, mental health. <clears throat> Anna, were you going to say something? For me, it's a yeah, for me, it's a it's a stepping into a, a real and realizing my power thing. And I, I think that goes to what Maya said is um, is changing your mentality. I know for me, a lot of times I go for the instant gratification, like, oh, this ice cream is going to taste good now. Or, oh, I'm tired and I could either go for a jog or I could sleep in an extra hour. Like it's that instant gratification. And to me, it's switching over the mindset and realizing, okay, I am in control of my situation to a large degree. Obviously, there are certain things that are outside of my control, but these are the things that are in, in my control, and I can exercise my power over, you know, my own life and really manifest what I want. Um, I'm Like, I got to the point where I was sick of saying, I want to lose 30 pounds, I want to lose 30 pounds, and then it not happening and then me blaming something else, me blaming, oh, I don't have time or I didn't have the resources. Um, but that was me giving my power away to other things that kind of didn't deserve or warrant it. And so now it's more of a, okay, I, I realized that I'm a powerful being and I can control what goes into my body and how I take care of my temple so that I can better exercise my power. I want to do X, Y, and Z goals. I can't do that if I'm always sick. I can't do that if I personally don't like what I see in the mirror. Um, so, and then once I started losing weight, I started looking at myself <laughs> yes. in the mirror like, okay, girl, you got it. And that was the motivation. Like, keep keep at it. And that feeling to me, that feeling tastes better than a, a cookout milkshake. That feeling tastes better than, 
you know, not working out and sleeping in, that feeling feels better than all of those forms of instant gratification. Now, I'm not saying I'll never drink another milkshake again or not, not doing that, but it's modification and balance. Like, um, and that mm-hmm. feels good to me. And it feels at the end of the week when I look at my little calorie diary or I look at my Google Fit and say, oh, girl, you've exercised five times this week and like four of them were rigorous exercises I feel good at the end of the day and feel accomplished and I think it's like choosing long-term goals and long-term manifestation over instant gratification I agree I feel like yeah absolutely yeah. right because I think a lot of those crash diets are like like the instant gratification thing like let me do this so I can lose 10 pounds and look cute in this little dress but then 10 pounds back on in about two more weeks you know what I'm saying so it is about that you know you can see those little bits and and like you said look in the mirror and put on some pants you ain't fit in a while I always keep pants that are too small around because mm-hmm. I'm about to get in them at some point <laughs> so it's, it's yeah for me I would say that I used to say it's my time that hinders me, but now I think I want to change my answer slightly to what I think Anna was getting at, which is like putting myself first and saying no to others. Like I am pulled in every single direction to do things Mm -hmm. at my job, for all the organizations that I'm a part of, for my family, like literally people are texting me, emailing me nonstop, like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I always make that a priority. And that's why it seems like I'm running out of time because I done did 10 things on somebody else's checklist and nothing off of my own. So stepping into 30, things gonna have to be canceled. I'm gonna be having to say, I'm sorry, I can't. And it's hard because as a perfectionist person, I'm always Mm. like wanting to seek approval and have people be like, wow, that's awesome. She can say, yes, she can do this right now. But it's like, to your point, Anna, how will I be able to do that and take care Mm. of myself? And it's just impossible to do everything and to be everything Mm. for everyone else and not yourself. So I, I do feel like there's weight going back to Maya's point on black women. And I have felt pressured to be successful, which shout out to God. Thankfully I am, (laughs) but outside of being successful, (laughs) like there's still more that comes into it, you know? And I think part of that is in order to enjoy success, I'm going to have to be healthy enough to to live my life. And part of that means I'm going to have to take time to eat better. Going to have to take time to exercise and whatever, whoever's contacted me at 4 to 5 p.m. or 5 to 7 p.m., whatever that workout hour is, I'm really going to have to try to just X that off and not accept any appointments, just like I would if it was a work thing. I would have to tell people, no, sorry, I can't. I got to work. So that part is hard because what I do now is I, I pencil in exercise on the calendar and I get a reminder, but then somebody else will text me and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that later. <laughs> And then I never get back to it. So that's what happens. And I just need to like keep it solidly on the calendar and plan (laughs) everything else around Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's that me first mentality, um, which is why I try to get up early and knock out the workout because I'm like, before I go clock in for somebody else, somebody else's company with somebody else's tax ID number, putting in hours for them, let me go ahead and put in hours for myself because at the end of the day, to me, I'm more important than whatever job, whatever their job's vision is. 
um, and they will replace you in a heartbeat. So there's no purpose in you sacrificing yourself for somebody who would get rid of you if it met their bottom dollar. So, um, and that's, yeah, I agree. I say no to meetings before eight, before nine o'clock because I'm like, nope, I need to exercise. Then I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to meditate and pray and get my mind right. And then I will be at your office at nine. <laughs> but before then, no, you don't have access to me. And I, I agree. It's hard to say no. I've had to say no to friends mm-hmm. and tell friends, no, this is my blocked off time. As you <laughs> see on my calendar, this time it says not available. <laughs> you know, I've had to say no to family too. I've had to be like, no, I'm exercising this day. Let me tell you what's difficult saying no to like black family members when they cook for you and telling them that you can't eat their food, they get so offended. (laughs) And it's like, no, it's not you, girl. I just cannot eat this. And I know you cook, girl, but I told you before I came here that I wasn't going to eat this. And they somehow think that they're about to change your mind. But yes, I agree, Sheila. It's being comfortable telling people no and, you know, not feeling bad about it. It takes time. I'm still learning before 30 check in and see how many friends I have left and how many family members, if that was a good idea, but at least I may be thin JK. So, so now we talked about all the philosophical things and what we must do. There are some things that really, really hold me back and I have weaknesses when it comes to diets. Like I could be full on board with like 90% of it. But there's really only one major thing that holds me back. Anna, let me say it. (laughs) For those of y'all who didn't hear her, it's chips. And it's not any kind of chips, but I just really, really fell in love with the Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. And so, like, I don't know. I need to be a sponsor for this company, clearly. Well, previous Sheila should. As I get closer to 30, I can't because I just can't eat it. Lays, uh, Sheila's podcast will be accepting <laughs> right. endorsements. Ruffles, holler at me because I am your girl. Literally, <laughs> I have a problem. Like, I could buy a family bag and probably eat it like in a day, which is a shame. And I don't know, it's no other chips that I could do that with. I don't do it with pizza, I don't do it with nothing, but it's something about the saltiness and the cheesiness of the chips. It just it takes me out of the whole diet, like, I'll be out of the ketosis. Whatever you was talking about, Maya, like, uh-uh, I'm on my own, in my own zone when it comes to this. And I should not have spent five minutes talking about the deliciousness of chips, but it's something that I truly struggle with. And one way that I try to, like, get around it is I don't buy it unless my friends are coming over. Then I'm like, excuse time. <laughs> when your, your peoples are coming through, it's only appropriate that you have snacks out for them. So yeah, yeah. If she does eat the she Correct. keeps the bag. So I'm like, here's the snacks that I have for you guys. And I go to the back pantry and pour a whole bowl of chips for myself. And I'm like, let's eat snacks. Do you want popcorn? <laughs> so yeah, that's my weakness. Um, in all seriousness, when it comes to diets. But has there anything? Has there been any food group or anything that you really struggle with when it comes to like diets or food in general? Anna? Oh, Maya, my you go weakness, ahead. Fries. I say my weakness is fries. Like wherever I go, I get fries. Mm what it is i could just get fries and be okay like even when i was like fasting for meat like i wasn't eating meat i was like oh i still have fries so i still get fries everywhere 
My roommate was like, girl, you need to eat a salad or something. Just because you're not eating meat, don't be <laughs> why is this healthy? I was like, it's not meat, is it? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm hooked on fries. It's like my favorite food ever. From well, any okay, I love Who has the best fries? fries? And to me, Arby's. Oh, Arby's. Arby's. Arby's I'm like Soldier Boy right girl, now. What? Fries What's your Right. Listen, have y'all had yeah, the curly years ago with Arby? Yeah, they're not. Hey, I'm not. They need to Going to go get them, but they are. I honestly point. was not mm-hmm. expecting that mm-hmm. answer. So let's go to you, Maya. <laughs> me either. That was the most random. Um, whew, that threw me off. Chick-fil-A yes. um, is really good. Restaurants Carolina Ale House has the best fries because they're like yeah they're like they just, thick potato they're like they're not seasoned like that yeah and they're like crinkly though like KFC has new fries that are actually really good and their fries yeah. I mean fries uh, I know it's crazy, KFC but the new fries Hold on now I know it's your crazy. answer just as bad as Anna's I can't with now. y'all now both y'all talking crazy <laughs> I didn't even say favorite I said Chick Fil A was my favorite. <laughs> But uh, they, they got fries similar to Carolina Ale House, so their fries are like kind of you know up there. I'm not a huge fan of seasoned fries, so I really don't. Bojangles is okay. What seasoning or not? Regular seasoning. Yes. I love them Cajun fries and Bojangles. The seasoned fries is it? Yes, sir. Okay, who has the worst fries? Like which fries <laughs> yeah. are trash? And you're like, I could have just Arby's, Arby's, Wendy's. <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> no. Burger King, Wendy's, and people are gonna hate me, but McDonald's. Ugh. I honestly don't like I'm not I'm not too much of a fan. I have not had McDonald's fries in a while. Like um, I don't I haven't eaten McDonald's in about five years. It's trash all the way Wendy's, garbage. Is nasty. When they first started their little sea salt thing or whatever that was, it was okay, but they they I don't know, they done fell off. Wendy's garbage. Burger King. Burger King thick. garbage. I don't know. They too thick. For me, yeah. the worst fries is when I try to do DIY, like at home, I may try to get like those fries from the freezer section and then put it in the oven. It don't be tasting Girl, the same. I probably would have ate the Arby's fries <laughs> you over it. The right uh, the, no. Actually, the Arby's ones that are in, not that Arby's, it's somebody it's in a little bag. They like season. They're actually really good in the little frozen station. Those yeah. are the only ones. But they, yeah, yeah. you got to cook them right because mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be a mess. I'm with Maya, though. Fries is a big one for me. But also, like I said, I like my sweets. And let me tell you, that Talenti five-layer gelato is on point. And I could eat a whole little pint of that by myself <laughs> that's isn't that a healthy gelatos thing are awesome. what is it? now to start doing like i'm about to say that's not like oh, I love carrots. I can eat no talenti is not healthy it's like <laughs> oh. 900 calories in one of those containers oh, okay. and i eat a whole i container. thought it was one of the healthy <laughs> so, no. ice cream things. but like i know she said oh no yeah, i think yeah, you're yeah. talking about the halo tops halo tops yeah um but talenti i had to stop buying it or if i do buy it i need to know listen you don't have any self-control anastasia you're gonna eat this whole thing in one sitting so that means you can't have no bread you cannot have any alcohol you cannot have any starches today this is the sugar and the starch for the day and that's it (laughs) so you just have to mentally prepare yourself you got to know yourself you know if you're gonna go there you're going there like you know, if you go into Chick Fil A, you're not going to get the salad. So you need to plan the rest of your day knowing, okay, 
I'm definitely in this Chick-fil-A line and I've committed to the Chick-fil-A. So the rest of the day needs to be better. (laughs) That reminds me of something so random, but there's people that I hate when it comes to dieting. And those are folks that get salads from fast food places. Sorry, not sorry, but I'm like, bro, you Y'all, are you're a hater. Like that salad that is two thousand <laughs> calories. Let me okay. tell you, Chick Fil A has a um, banging Southwest yeah, that is salad. Chick Fil A has a banging Southwest salad. I'm like, just get the sandwich, but no fries, or just get the fries and no sandwich. Exactly, exactly. Sheila doesn't like people who order veggies on their pizza. Because I'm like, hear me out. If you don't eat something bad, just go all the way. You are not losing calories by putting, slapping on two onions and a pepper on the pizza. Like, just eat it. Enjoy. I like it if they put all with it. Like, I put some peppers with the pepperoni and the sausage and the beef. But don't just put pizza. Pizza Hut has a banging vegetarian pizza. Oh, I'm not eating no vegetarian. That's a garden pizza. Pizza Hut is so good. It's so good. I don't care. It's good. It's good. But I like vegetables. Like I, I like growing vegetables. I like vegetables everywhere. And that garden pizza. I like vegetables too. But but in the vegetable, in the vegetables position that God designed for it. There's no yeah, limit. There's no limit on vegetables. No, vegetables can no. be everywhere. We gotta agree to disagree. That's where I can't. <laughs> you put broccoli in your baked mac. I, like, I made, listen, for Thanksgiving, I made this mushroom Wellington. That thing was banging. And that took the place of the turkey for me. That it's, sounds it's so more good. appropriate so than yeah. vegetables yeah, on pizza. All that grease is still covered in vegetables. Do you mind as well? Love it. Well, no, there's a, first of all, there's not as much grease on it because you don't have the meat. The pepperoni and the sausage is where you get all that okay, grease from. The bread, the sauce, the cheese. <laughs> oh, I get light cheese. I hate cheese, so I get oh, yeah. light cheese. So you eat vegetables together, but that's it. Just get you no. a scoop of tomorrow. Uh, yeah, uh, right. so, I'm gonna have to stop it. y'all because I'm like, <laughs> we ain't about to be having no pizza without cheese. <laughs> But so right. sometimes when I'm when I'm chatting with people who are like, I don't know, fitness gurus, I feel like they lie. And I don't know if y'all encountered any of these people, but have you ever met somebody or even do you lie about food, like something you're doing in the diet? Like there's this joke or meme thing that I saw on Facebook and it was a girl basically talking to one of her friends. She was like, yeah, I'm eating this broccoli right now. And then the video was a picture of her eating a hamburger, like just lying when she didn't even need to lie, but she just was Ah. doing it just because. So like, have y'all seen that? What did that look like? I do feel like some of those fitness perfectionists are lying. Like I get it. You work out 24 hours a day, but there's no way that you're only eating clean and that's it forever. Like stop. And even if you do quote unquote eat clean, like if you drink a beer, that's not clean. If you're drinking liquor, that's not necessarily clean. So like, I feel like Sometimes they be putting on the front <laughs> as if they're perfect. And if you're a personal trainer, if fitness is your brand, then I see why 
But in terms of lying to my friends, nope, I keep it real. I texted Sheila last week and was like, girl, I'm going to get this milkshake from cookout and I'm just going to have to work out. So call me in the morning to make sure that I'm and I was like, did you, like, did, you run? did you work out? And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> yep. I was like, yes, I did. So yeah, I think you got to be honest with your friends. Mm. Like maybe, and I'm not on social media a lot to be lying like that or to care about lying to people on social media. But to my friends, no, I keep it real because I'm like, help me, sis. I'm going down this path. Help me get out of it. <laughs> you don't want to be lying because you never know what the other person's going through. You know, like I, I might be like, oh my gosh, Sheila and Anna are doing so well. They're eating this and doing that, and I'm like, so bad. And then like it might ease me to think that okay, y'all mess up every once in a while too. So like we on this journey mm-hmm. together. It's not like no, I'm trying to be more perfect than you are. Like you said, we friends, like. Yeah, and then you don't build genuine friendships like that. And you don't let people actually get to know who you are if you now this is one weird thing about me. Like I don't lie to y'all, but I lie to myself, which is worse. And let me explain (laughs) because I have my fit pal, and that's a thing where you can like track your calories and do this, do that. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't want to put that I ate this. And I don't know if it's a lie or not, but I may not put that I, I may put, okay, I ate pizza, but I'm not going to add our, right, here's the garlic sauce and here's the ranch sauce. And here's the little um, cinnamon twist that I also ate. And then I'll be coming underneath the calories that I needed for the day. And that's a whole lie. I don't know why I do that. Uh, nah. Yeah. I, I used to do that too. I used to do that too when I first started logging the calories because then when you you start getting embarrassed because then once it gets you start logging like the proportions of what you ate you're like oh so this is the calorie if I ate one serving size I didn't eat the one serving size so I used to fudge the proportions but then it just wasn't helpful like to me putting weight loss in the concept of a mathematical equation like a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. To me, that helps. So I try to be, I try to like over put how many calories I put on my fitness pal as opposed to under, because I want to know at the end of the week that I mm-hmm. cut out 3,500 calories. <laughs> like just because I, I need to know it, the the numbers helps it not seem True. so impossible. But, but that's but not it. In the beginning, I did <laughs> Fortunately, in addition to fudging the numbers, <laughs> I be fudging the numbers on my own scale. Like, I don't know if y'all ever did this, but have you ever just tried to put one leg on the scale? You'd be like, well, how much does half of me weigh? <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Or if I hold well, on to the counter, how much will it really go down? You know what I'm um, saying? Just suck it up and raise it. No, I'll take off a couple points. Well, I had on so that's clothes. 10 pounds. I had on sneakers, a sports bra, a shirt. Right. That's 10 right. pounds. Right. And then this, <laughs> like the scale yep. I take so serious. It's like a sacred ritual, really. Like when I'm doing it, I only get on the scale at certain times, unless I'm at the doctor's. That... I never listen to the doctors because by the time I'm there at 2 p.m., I've already gained 10 pounds because I ate my two meals. Plus, I have on my jacket and my sneakers. None of that counts. The only weight that counts is what I do at home when I wake up at 7 a.m., go to the bathroom, take off all of my clothes, and then get on the scale. That's the only weight that matters, in my opinion. That's the best way to do it. After you use the bathroom. 
after you. Yeah, 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 of course. Like that's the only way <laughs> yep. that I, I look at it. Other yep. than that, I look at the scale and I say minus five because that's water weight. <laughs> Y'all ever do that? <laughs> like this is just a bunch of water. Once I get all the water out of me, I'll be back to my regular self. So but let me tell you the scale is, is me and the scale have had some struggles and also like I feel like a lot of um fitness people or even sometimes doctors don't take into account that women's bodies during certain times of the month during certain times of the year just retain more whatever retain more water weight or weight in general than other times and so like I used to get on the scale every single day and it would go up and down and up and down it would drive me nuts so I'm like what is really important to me is the number more important to me or is it how I look and feel that's more important to me mm-hmm. which is I still weigh myself but I switch more to like waist beads because I'm like oh I can see that this these beads are like falling down <laughs> looser and so that and i'm like okay now i notice it in my clothes that to me makes yeah. more sense it makes me feel better Absolutely. than the scale Absolutely. because also depending on what types of workouts you're doing like if i weight lift and so you're also going to see some sort of gain if you consistently weight lift mm-hmm. and so like the numbers be pissing me off sometimes so i'm like let me get these waist beads um yes. i lost the first one that i put on um last year and then it fell off and i have like three more on now that i got closer to like February that are like slowly coming down but also it's very honest because the weeks that I don't exercise and that I'm eating crazy them things roll right on up and I'm like oh <laughs> this true. is really real <laughs> so I like that better than the scale the scale yeah different. that's true that's absolutely true I always go by like you know clothes and you know how they look on me and you know, from losing inches and things over like necessarily weight. Cause like you said, I was, when I was in the gym, um, you know, and getting back into the gym, I'm real big on weightlifting and stuff too, just cause you gotta make sure you tone every part of your body. And then weightlifting burns more calories than a lot of people think. Uh, you know, so I, I really enjoy doing that uh, and everything. So it, it just depends. On- Remember when we took that weightlifting class? Oh yeah, that job was bad. <laughs> we never really but we learned so much that's why yeah, i learned what you just said that like weightlifting you burn calories all throughout the day yeah, yeah. and i'm like yes i can get with yeah, this sure. we learned about how to do repetitions and if you want to be lean that you do less weights and more reps yeah, yeah, you you right. build up you do more weights and um less reps so that class was helpful yeah, was right mm-hmm. so many years ago <laughs> i don't know anna you want to go then pay attention it, now it, but i'm it, like what did that guy oh say? God, it was 10 years ago <laughs> yeah that's a Sheesh. long time <laughs> we're all like what <laughs> 10 years <laughs> creeping up i know because it's 2020 it was 2010 oh when my we was gosh in right my stop telling her age <laughs> Shaking my head. So what's like the weirdest comment that you've heard somebody say? Because I'm guessing you guys never said anything weird or inappropriate, but maybe you overheard something that kind of sounded fishy. Um, It could be a family member. Maybe they comment something negative about your diet or your lifestyle. Like, have you ever heard something rude where you were just like, 
gonna kill you right now. <laughs> Both of y'all shaking your heads. So yeah, <laughs> tell me, Haver, if you feel comfortable, share your story with me. Because the world needs to hear, like, this is hardcore stuff. When you take on this challenge, you hope that you'll have a lot of helpful people. But you do have to deal with negative people as part of the mental aspect of it. And so, yeah, I want to hear how you guys responded to that. Oh, I guess I'll go first. Um, Family is hard, especially, again, because they're limited by what their parents knew um, and what their parents knew. Like if you don't venture out and try different things and do different research, you're going to have the same knowledge base as the people that taught you. And so I don't fault them for, but some of them are rude. (laughs) Like I'll go home to my grandma's house and some of my cousins will make comment about, Oh girl, you've gained weight. And it's like, what do you want me to say to this? Like what, what should the response be to this? That is not an asshole response because that's the first thing that's coming out of my mind. So there's that. And then also, like, with my family, it's weird. Like, if you're gaining weight, they'll tell you you're gaining weight. But then if you don't eat, then they want to make comments about you not eating as well. Then they get mad at that. They're like, oh, well, you got to eat something. And now you're being rude. And I cook this food. So it's like, what do you want? You want to call me fat? Or do you want me to actually try to lose the weight? Like, what What? Do you, what are we supposed to do here? <laughs> I'm confused. So that's annoying. And, and then it gets to the point where you just got to tune them out. But then there's also, who else said something? Oh, I mean, my dad says a bunch of, like, snide comments about the vegan meat substitutes. There, he was He's always saying, like, nobody loves meat more than vegans because y'all got Which vegan bacon true. and vegan sausage and vegan burgers. He was like, if you're going to eat the vegetables, eat the vegetables. <laughs> but other than that, it's really sometimes being with older family members and family members that, you know, just don't have the same maybe the same experience trying to take their health more seriously. And then also anytime somebody does something different, you're like, oh, well, we eat chicken. You're not going to eat no chicken. It's just like kind of that type of mentality. But you got to realize, listen, they're used to this. This is all like that they've seen and that they kind of have experienced. So that they're going to come at you if you're doing something out of line with that judgmental so I try not to take it personal no. but some of them girl be trying to shade <laughs> and I'm like if we really <laughs> want to go there <laughs> my shade is gonna be a different type of thing if we really gonna go there no because <laughs> listen you talk about my place how many never mind let me know okay. I feel like I don't want to say that but you know what I'm saying <laughs> I feel like I um I've had like a lot of support, I feel like, from my family over the years. Now when we were younger, like you said, sometimes going over a lot of family health, they'll be like, Oh, you know, you'll hear a little slide of oh, gee, she get big or something. And I'll be like, but now if I go somewhere, first of all, you know, I'm on my health thing, I know how to wear my clothes a little better, you know, I know I look good, you know, I have a a, a self confidence about myself. Like we go places or something. Like one time, I think we went and I think one of my my grandmother's sister or something was like, "Oh yeah, uh, do girls get big or do girls big or something?" And I'm sitting here like, "Well, her daughter is about a hundred pounds bigger than me and my sister." (laughs) (laughs) Over here, so I'm like, "Honey, nobody is paying attention." You know, it's just like, okay, y'all stay over here. Sometimes, like Anna say, "You stuck in your ways." Y'all the country, y'all these like, you know, just I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but as far as immediate family, Listen, I had to my tell parents, like, even when I don't think I've lost weight, or you know how you'll be around certain people all the time, I don't family. So when I go home, they'll be like, oh, you look good. You look like you lost mm-hmm. the weight. That'll give me more to see them than 
they've lost so much weight since I've seen them. It's like it gives me more motivation. So immediate family is all right. Sometimes it can be. Yeah, that's it. I feel like I'm all out of it now. It's a little. It could get a little hurtful when you like a little chunkier than everybody else. But a lot of my family big. But why is it the people with the craziest life stories think that they got the the high horse to, to tell you about your stuff? Like, come on, ma'am, you don't. You got four kids. You only <laughs> know of two of the baby daddies. Like, you are. You don't got a job. Like, you in and out of jail. You want to tell me to about how many flakes I have and going for seconds? The first thing Please. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Focus on yourself. Focus on your, that's all that's what I tell people in my family now. I'm like, listen, I, I you, sometimes you gotta clap back. I try to tell them I'm like, listen, you got some issues that you need to focus on. I can lose the weight. Is it gonna be easy that easy Dang. to fix your situation? Uh-huh. <laughs> is it is it gonna be harder to fix I can go to the gym. How are you gonna fix your situation? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, people are crazy. Yeah, family really, everybody stands for they ain't got nothing else to talk about. Oh, they gotta say something about somebody else to make themselves feel better. Cause like you say, you go away from them and you that live part. your separate lives, and we get older. And I keep up with the cousins that I love, and I keep up with who keeps up with me. You know what I'm saying? Even you know, getting closer, our families are getting smaller. You know, my grandmother just passed away, and it's just it comes to fruition. Like the backbones when they're gone, it's just like. Am I even going to talk to these people? You want to, but we all grown now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not just a kid to come with my mom in there. I'm not just Monica and Jeff's daughter no more. You know, I'm grown and we need to cultivate those relationships within ourselves and keep them going. And, and But not with all that negativity is it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a thing sometimes of black people to want to be in competition with each other. Or oh, I'm better than this household. When we just family, like we're just trying to get together and be family. Like we got enough people out in the world, especially being a black family, talking about us and putting us down. We cannot cultivate that that tradition. You know, we got to break that cycle. Exactly. To everybody who's listening to Sheila's <laughs> podcast, stop commenting on people's <laughs> weight gains at the family function. Do you not think that I see a mirror? Do you not think I see a mirror every Hello. single day? That's not Drops your role. Stay in your lane. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Absolutely. shaming people. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I have like a little bit of a weirder situation because my family is very positive. Now I don't know what they said behind my back, but to my face, everybody has been so loving. <laughs> but I feel like I internalized that and processed it as to being fake. Because to your point, Anna, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I right, I'm two times bigger than every single woman in my family. Y'all be lying to me. Just stop. You know, just stop. Just stop. Don't be like, oh, you look like you lost weight. You know, I got five times bigger. (laughs) But you can still look like, I think sometimes we have to learn how to take a compliment. And I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. Like my family has told me, oh yeah, I've noticed that you've changed your diet and started exercising that you've lost weight. And my immediate response is, no, I haven't, blah, blah, blah. But it's because I'm so conditioned to like, nitpick at myself and find all these issues and a lot of times also you can't see it like if you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day you're not going to realize those changes you're not going to realize you're slimming down so other people are going to see it before you do but sometimes like we're so used to hating on ourselves that it's hard to believe in the genuineness that people are really yeah so i talked about like things that i've been through but I also wanted to point out things that I've seen and witnessed that were nasty comments um to somebody else and I don't know if I told y'all this story or not but anyways one day I was out to eat um and I 
I was over listening to this couple that was next to us and they were trying to order their food. And I was like, first of all, I'm always an ear hustler. So if you go to a restaurant, know that I will be listening to your story <laughs> if you're next to me. <laughs> but anyway, so I heard the whole shebang. The girl was like, yes, I'm going to be ordering a pasta. And then the guy was like, uh, should you really get a pasta or do you really think you should be eating that? And I'm looking at my man like, uh-uh. <laughs> and I could not believe he said that. It's so inappropriate to me for like men in particular to be trying to police. But I don't know. Ask him I don't to know do that though, because sometimes you want you tell somebody, "Hey, listen, help you me out. Let me know what I'm doing wrong." That's true. She could have said, "Be my accountability yeah. person," but me being on the outside, being the ear hustler, all I heard was you was trying to talk to the server. Like it's one thing if y'all just talking amongst yourselves and you're like, "I'm thinking I'm getting this," but you don't already told the server, "I'm gonna get the pasta," and somebody mm. refutes you and says, "Like, oh, you don't want to get oh, a yeah, salad?" Sure. I'm like, I'm about my yeah. before, yeah. Like, <laughs> That, to play your- <laughs> that took me out. What have I heard? What have I heard? It's not specifically about food per se, but it's also about comp. It's more so about confidence. Like I follow a lot of plus size models because I like to shop and I want to see what's gonna look good on my body type. <laughs> and you showing me a size two model in this outfit right. is not giving me the right visuals <laughs> for what I'm working with. So I follow them on IG and some I, I don't know why people follow people on Instagram just to hate on them. Like you chose to follow this person. You don't have to follow this person. So like they'll get comments like, Oh, don't you think that you should work out before you like start posting these type of pictures or don't you think that you're promoting bad lifestyles? And these girls also work out. Like, they post their workout videos and stuff like that. So it's not like these plus-size models are just like, whoop, oh, well. But also, who are you? It's not your role to tell me that uh-huh. I can't feel good about myself because I'm X, I, X amount of size. And I think that's the issue people have. People think that, and that's the issue I internalize, like, oh, I uh-huh. can't love myself until I'm at my ideal weight. And then it becomes like, uh, oh, it, and it makes it even harder to do the right things. It makes it even harder to get up and work out because now I'm like waking up with the heaviness of, oh, I hate myself right now. And it just doesn't work like that. And like, you have to change your mentality to say, I lo- I'm going to love myself at every single phase. Yes, I have this goal, but I'm going to love myself at this phase of the goal and at this phase of the goal. And when yeah, I backslide, exactly. I'm still going to love myself. I don't know why people have this mentality that you can't be confident and also plus size at the same time. That's crazy to me. I think one of the things that helped my self-confidence is my mom was plus size. And let me tell you, my mom looked bad always. Hair done, nails always did, cute clothes always. Whenever we went out, she was always getting it on, always. And so it made me as a kid be like, because I was taller and like thicker than the rest of the kids. So it made me as a kid say, okay, when I grow up, I can be fly like my mom and I don't have to be a size double zero like my best friend over here. So I think that helps, but also people will try to like tell you you can't be happy about yourself and it's it's wild. But yeah, there's some nasty comments on those why plus size models it? page. And I'm like, well, why? Why did you spend the time? Yes, why did you spend the time to do that? <laughs> Maya, have you heard anything? Yeah, people can be really nasty. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't really think so. 
I mean, I, I've heard, I probably hear stuff all the time, to be honest, even if it might be just, you know, careless joking, you know, with coworkers or friends or anything, you know, that you don't really realize maybe about like other people or something like that. But as far as like somebody being blatantly embarrassed in front of somebody else, I can't really remember. Oh, let me tell you what's not a compliment. You are cute for <laughs> X and Y Z. Like, I don't know why right. guys think that that's a compliment, but you're cute for a big girl. You're cute for right, a dark honey, I'm girl. Sexy. That's, a flight. that's not a compliment. Stop Period. It. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Period. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> it's like they got to be your type to be like, exactly. it's people I think, like, me and my women talk about this all the time. Like, sometimes we'll talk about relationships. And she'll be like, well, I can't even talk on your dudes because I don't even think anybody that you date is cute. And I said, and I don't think nobody that you date is cute. Like, you literally just have. <laughs> What you know, different opinions. You know, well, I'll be like, oh, he's good looking, he's good looking, but like, I wouldn't date him. She would like, she wouldn't date a guy with dreads, it's like, I wouldn't, you know, date old, like, as old as guys that she'd be dating. So, you yeah, absolutely, you know, it. Maya, for sure. Really gotta stick <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why people try to put their own. I guess in the bigger scheme, why do you think that somebody has to subscribe to your ideology? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, you have come up with the the idea of about your values and how the world should work. Keep that to yourself. Don't bring that in my lane. I don't, don't try to impute your values onto me. Because one, your opinion doesn't matter, to be quite honest. Like, who are you? You're not signing checks. You're not signing degrees. You're not bringing me no business. Who are you? <laughs> That's why I don't understand why do people feel like their opinion is so important that you got to tell me what I should be doing and how I should feel about myself. <laughs> like that, that blows my mind, the arrogance of people sometimes. <laughs> right. The nerve, right. the unmitigated so, gall. <laughs> you know, that's, it's all tough. And I think that what we all hit on is that it's hard and it's rude for others to say comments about, our diets but what about ourselves like do we ever punish ourselves when it comes to food do y'all use that system Mm -hmm. for me i don't really punish myself but i definitely reward myself i am a positive reinforcement person 100 (laughs) and y'all know me soon as something positive happened in my life or your life i'm like let's go out Let's get some food to celebrate because that's just what I'm used to doing. And we talked about family and that's absolutely a traditional, like a tradition that I had with my family. Anytime it was our birthday, we'd go out to eat. Anytime somebody gets like a promotion, we out at the nicest restaurant. So that's what I'm used to. And I feel like I have associated going out the really nice places as a reward for doing something good. So have y'all ever noticed that have you tracked food closer to rewards or closer to punishments i would definitely say rewards because i'm like you know it's week and on the weekend you know i could do what i want to so it's just kind of like that push to get to where like your goal or whatever mm-hmm. uh, focus on punishment not really uh <laughs> i use that for my patients but that's just because i be telling them if they don't do what i say they're not gonna get a snack no <laughs> <laughs> They literally like do not participate <laughs> or like care about their health unless like I got a snack or something. So you know I got to use my leverage as far as food is concerned. <laughs> but I, mm. it's definitely more so reward I, than a punishment. Um, 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say rewards or punishment. I'd say, well, maybe sometimes rewards, but generally like family or friends gathering, we're always like, let's get together and go get some food. Let's get together and eat and cook or whatever. So like social things are usually food centered, which I'm trying to get away um, from instead of like do more activities, like let's go bowling, let's throw axes, let's go to top golf or whatever. And let's go walking, you know, instead of let's go get brunch and have bottomless mimosas, which I love as well. Um, but in terms of like punishment, I wouldn't say punishment, I'd say more of a balance, like the milkshake thing. Like if I know I had a milkshake last night, then I know I'm not going to eat a milkshake for the rest of the week or I can't, you know, I try to rearrange my eating for the rest of the week to compensate for you had a lot of sugar today. So I wouldn't say it's punishment. I'd say it's more balanced than anything. But I definitely do track like social time is really been tied to food a lot. Hello. And I think that's Ooh, something I'd that's like a to hard one. In the y'all, y'all may or may not recall, but I have tried pre-COVID to do this. Last year we did for my birthday an activity and that was purposeful and mindful. It was a pole dancing activity in which I sucked and <laughs> was not naturally <laughs> good at. But anyways, I, I was trying to scoot away actually we went to dinner after but that's beside the point i was trying not to make the whole focus thank you we worked out yes i was trying to do something more than let's just eat because that's pretty much what we do when we get together and let me tell y'all if y'all have ever worked with successful black women when they get to those restaurants they be ordering everything like my co-workers Oh, honey, we got the appetizers. It was $8, $9. We got appetizers. And I wasn't even going to get an appetizer, but everybody got one. And they was like, if you don't get one, you can't eat ours. And I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> so now I'm getting the appetizer plus my meal. And then I get the cheesecake factory. You already know I'm getting the slice of cheesecake. So I was running up $60 plus like, on myself alone. So it is definitely hard to eat mindful. <laughs> When you got some coworkers and friends and family that's like, we gonna turn up all the way. <laughs> I respect y'all for being lawyers and I, you know, I'm great. I'm sure y'all get paid for it, but us polar activity therapists, you know, we do good work, but they don't pay us good. So <laughs> we've been going out cheap together. Oh, who having a car party? Who we, uh, who we at the house tonight? Who cooking out? Like, please. True. We try to save money around here. We'll go out every once in a while and stuff like that. But like I said, let's go to a happy hour right after True. work or something like that, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to change the focus back. How can we run up yeah. on the happy hour, show them who's stunning between and three and six? You get all your alcohol stuff in the way, you can really stop eating by seven o'clock. Absolutely. Yeah, between three and six. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a wonderful, wonderful time chatting with you guys, reminiscing over the old school days when we were so young and naive and had no worries in the world to now, no. the scramble days. How can we scramble before 30 care. and uh, <laughs> turn into a snack and without eating them? So yeah, thanks so much for being here. I, I do want to end our show on a closing note to closing thought of positivity. And what we do here on this podcast is think about ways that we want to change, like either yourself or the world before 30. So I just want to pose a final thought for you guys. And um, 
I don't know. I guess we'll go with Maya first. So before 30, how do you want to change dieting culture? Um, honestly, I, I want to like change it, you know, as people not think of it as just dieting, because I feel like dieting is something you do momentarily. Um, like we said so many times earlier in the podcast, I want people to think of it as a lifestyle change, because that essentially what intermittent fasting has been for me. Like, I don't think I'll ever go back to just like eating three meals a day, whenever, whatever, whenever. I'll always be conscious of that time and stuff like that just because it's a lifestyle change. And I think that's really important for people to understand that they have to change little by little and it all the time can't just be a cut off everything. You have to experiment, you have to find out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Good. Anna, before 30, how do you want to change dieting culture? dieting culture that's a lot to change before 30 um again i'm gonna stick it to me myself and i me first um keeping like being intentional about being intentional about how i view myself and um and putting positivity and uplifting myself um just like letting people know once again you can be plus size and beautiful and also healthy don't let people fool you that just because you're plus size means you're automatically not healthy that's not true um and being more fearless like i had a, a big issue exercising in front of people because people judge big people for exercising it's like dang you're damned if you do you're damned if you're not but now i'm i would like to change my own culture not necessarily dying but like maya said over health and wellness into a me first mentality like I don't care about your opinions I'm going to do what's going to benefit me and what's going to suit me the best and you know you know, take care of myself so me first all day um all throughout Good. the late thank you guys so much for being here this is so meaningful all right I am Wait, the host I asked the questions here <laughs> aka lawyer bay <laughs> aka all your nicknames <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if I'll be able to change everything about dieting culture, but to you guys' point, I, I want it to be a lifestyle change and I want people to feel okay, you know, with where they're at. This may not happen before 30. It may not happen before 40. I don't know, you know, the exact age that it happens where everything is put together, but I want every day to be a day that I'm trying instead of just looking at it as this near and distant thing in the future that I'll eventually maybe uh, figure out. I want to try to start figuring it out now. So that's my two cents. How can I start working today for what I want tomorrow in regards? Thank you. Yeah, and that that's off the word. Dirt. That is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys, for doing this or coming together, sharing your honest, raw thoughts to make this a really good experience for our listeners. Um, give yourself a round of applause. Boom, boom, bam. And shout out to my viewers and listeners. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Until then, later.